Stephen Esposito is joining us, Executive Director, Wealth Advisor, Senior Portfolio Management Director, Morgan Stanley in Lake Forest. Stephen, what do you make of this? This is kind of minor considering how much upward momentum we've had, but what, what do you put into perspective for us? Uh, hello, Anna. Uh, right now, the market is selling off primarily in the uh, reopening trade stocks because of the uh, flare-up in the U.K. and the comments made from there. So you're having an immediate reaction. Uh, a lot of it has to do with algorithmic trading, but you know, it depends on where we go from here. I think this is more uh, of a, a reaction, a uh, overdone reaction to what's going on than should be, and I would look at it as an opportunity to buy Hmm, very interesting. What were the comments that came in? I know there was one patient died from Omicron. I think you might have expected with such such a population infected now that uh, it would be deadly in at least a person. So I don't know that that should be entirely shocking. Were there some other things said? No, I agree with you, but they're talking about the number of new cases. They're not talking about the death rate. It, I think the word tidal wave of new cases in the UK, I don't know how you define that, but that was enough to send the markets reeling on the uh, on the cyclical. So, of course, the finan- uh, the financials, the travel stocks, the travel industry, the restaurants, anything having to do with reopening is getting hit today. Um, but again, I think it's an opportunity for the long-term investor to be buying. Okay, that sounds good. It's good to get your advice on that. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's something I saw I want to ask you about. It's Bloomberg is being mocked mercilessly because they had an article out there about how the average American should deal with inflation, and it seems completely and totally ludicrous. Uh, they're saying here that they're taking a page from the Argentinians on how they deal with soaring inflation, but their inflation, I guess, can be 50% in a typical year. And they're saying negotiate a pay raise or two, buy homes and cars, buy up everything, and just go out there and spend and, and get debt. And it just feels like, uh, well, that doesn't seem like the best advice to me. What do you what do you make of that? I agree with you. I wouldn't be listening to the Argentinian government on how to handle inflation. Uh, you know, that's trying to ask me to dunk a basketball, and that's not happening. Right. So, it, it? you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I agree with you. It's ludicrous to hear that type of advice. Um, yeah. Surprised that Bloomberg it, picked it up, though, because they are a trusted source for financial news, and they were trying to give some advice about what to do in inflationary times with your money. One of the points they make, and maybe you can address this, in a high inflation economy, money that sits in the bank is losing value each and every day. What do you What do you say to that? Well, I mean, technically that's true. I mean, you can't dispute that because the value of the money is going down by the rate of the inflation rate. But we're not looking at 50%. We're not looking for decades of inflation. It's a different world entirely. Mm-hmm. I think this whole thing eventually work itself out. It always does. Uh, technology keeps prices at bay. But right now, remember, we've shut down the world's largest economy. and something that hasn't happened in 100 years. And you just can't flick a switch and come back online. Mm-hmm. At the same time, states are some opening, some aren't. You got these disruptions. You got countries doing different things. Europe is acting dramatically different with their situation than we are. So, and it's all intertwined. And it's, you're going to get disruptions, and it's going to cause bottlenecks here and there. And uh, that's how you've got to look at it. Is it something that's going to last forever? I, I don't believe so. I think as everything starts to come back to some normal at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, everything will normalize. And what I've learned as a, as a young man investing 40 years ago that price X is price. And if it costs too much to buy a steak, you're going to buy chicken. And if too much chicken, you're going to buy hamburger. Whatever, you know, whatever it is, people adjust. And the United States, I think, is probably the best place in the world to adjust than anywhere else. Other countries don't have the, the flexibility we have. So I wouldn't 
concern myself long term, but it is an issue near term. Yeah, I haven't noticed it all that much. I heard a lot of cautionary tales back in August about Christmas supplies and presents that you might want, high demand items that the supply chain would make it very difficult. Maybe I'm just not shopping for that kind of stuff. Christmas tree lights was something we did have difficulty finding, but I don't feel it that much. I do feel the prices go up on certain things, as you point out. Overall, how do you view it? Well, it's true, but there's aberrations. I mean, the average used cars went up 31%. So if you look at that, that skews the numbers dramatically in the overall inflation. And I don't, I don't believe that the numbers we're getting in terms of the government are as accurate as one would think. Depends on what part of the country you're in. Depends on what you're looking for. Already, some of the automobile companies are starting to see the uh, supply chain start to improve. Mm-hmm. They're starting to see that. But like anything else, you go to a car dealership, there's not a lot of cars out there. So I think 22 will be a transition year, I think a positive one. Mm-hmm. And I would look as an investor, you've got to look out to 20, year 23 and 24, not the first week of 22. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think investors need to get that out of their psyche. They're worried about what happens a week from Friday, and that's long-term now to people. It's not. As an investor, you're looking up three years, two years, five years, and uh, you try to look at where everybody's got, where the market has it wrong. And that's how you make money mm-hmm. when the market has it wrong. I just ironically took a – we're cleaning out some desks here, and I saw an article from September of 2008, uh, Fortune magazine, Here Comes $500 Oil. <laughs> that didn't right, happen. That was 13, <laughs> and I keep all this because I've kept them for decades because it, it all reflects back on remember those days, remember what it was back then. And so, again, we were told $500 oil, and by the year 2020, we'd be out of it. Uh-huh. And that's not the case. So don't get caught up in today's headline or what somebody said or something about Argentina and make investment decisions based on that. You should talk with your financial advisor and determine what's best for you and how it fits your risk tolerance, what you're trying to accomplish, and what time frame. And to me right now, I'm looking at opportunities to buy. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to sell. Is real estate part of that? Or these are REITs and things like that? They say sometimes that could be a hedge in these kinds of inflationary times. What's your view? Yeah, it could be, but it depends on what you're paying for it. I mean, you can generically say REITs are better in this type of situation, but you got to look at what you're paying for things. Sometimes people just chase a name because they heard somebody recommend it. What I think you have to do is look under the covers and say, what am I paying for a dollar in earnings? I love the company's product. But is the stock overvalued? Is it trading in $100 a share with no profits? Mm-hmm. I see too many people go out and just chase things because they like the name or they shop there. But they don't actually do the research and the homework to see what are they paying. Uh, and that's where I think the mistakes are made investing. Are they just throwing money into a fund or an index and, and go to sleep? Mm-hmm. Um, people need to learn how to analyze a company and what are you paying for it. And then, then you could sleep better. If you know your company has profits and the stock is trading at seven times earnings, and you think earnings will grow dramatically, you can sleep no matter what the market does short-term. Mm-hmm. It's when you're buying companies trading at three, four, five hundred $500 a share that don't plan on making money for three more years, then you're taking levels of risk you don't realize you're taking. Yeah, I hear you on that. Sounds like good advice. Any, any final words you want to leave us with here? No, again, as a long-term investor, I look for the cyclical reopening investments. Those companies will benefit from the eventual reopening, which will hopefully come sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And many of those stocks are really cheap in relation to the earnings, their balance sheets. That's where the bargains are right now. And that's why I think you'll see the biggest bang for your, your buck as an investor over the next one to three years. Stephen Esposito, thanks for the time today, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you.